What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the AEW correspondent, the one, the only, Gator Ricky Ross. Hello, children. Hello, children. (laughs) 
The soul has been sucked from my body. Why? What's the matter? Did you watch this bullshit? <laughs> that's what's the matter. Okay. Did you watch this bullshit? I, I watched it. Um, there were, there okay. was some... That, that's all we got to say. Okay. Uh, so Gator's apparently going to have a lot to say as we're going to jump into the AEW yes. holiday... Yes, I am, Mr. Bujarelli. Yes, I am. You, you, you know what, though? <laughs> yes. You're a big motherfucker. <laughs> Thank you. So I've been told. Um. Anyway, we're going to get into right now the AEW Holiday Bash. And, of course, we kick things off with the revolution is televised as absolute Ricky Starks hits the ring. After a recap of his loss to MJF last week, Stark says MJF won like a coward. He promises that there will be a next time. Starks makes it clear that this is just the start as he's going to work his way back to a title shot. He says that at the end of the day, he's going to be the man around here. Next thing you know, out comes Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society, but it's only Daniel Garcia and Sammy G. Uh, Jericho says he's been watching Starks for a long time. He calls Starks a million dollar talent. He guarantees that Starks will be a world champion someday, but he's not ready yet. Jericho says Starks just needs a little advice and a little Chris Jericho. He invites Starks to join the JAS. Starks responds and says Jericho knows how to stay relevant as he went from looking like an air fryer to dressing like a single dad on his fifth divorce. He turns Jericho down and says that J and JAS might as well stand for jobbers. Starks questions what Jericho has done for Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. He then challenges, Jer- challenges Jericho to a match and Jake Hager attacks Starks from behind. The JAS beat Starks up, but Action Andretti makes the save. Okay, like I'm I'm liking Ricky Starks' promos now. I'm liking the fire up. Um and I'm liking the getting how do I say this? The the way that he verbally eviscerate whoever he's talking about, it almost sounds like two people on the street in a roast battle, does it not? In a way, yes. And it's it's cool, like it's modern, like it works. I I, I genuinely enjoy it. I think uh Ricky Starks, um I'm I'm gonna say this. It might not be a pop- popular thing to say. I'm liking his promos a little bit more than MJF. Not too yes. much, but a little bit. He's up there. I'm putting him up He's, there. He can compete with MJF, I think. Yes. Like, to me, everything he said, and if we go old school with this, which I know you like to do, mm-hmm. I think that's old school Babyface 101 up until Jericho came out. I think the promo was okay, Babyface sure. 101. For sure. It was old school Babyface. He was the bait. I mean, he was out there, you know, just, I'm sorry I lost. You know, I did it for all of you. I tried. It's. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, he said I lost like I got a man. In MJ- the balls. <laughs> yeah, he said I won like a man. MJF. I mean, I lost like a man, but MJF won like a coward. I'm like, that was very good wording. Like, very well, well done. Very did well done. Yeah, and then of course, you know, the dressing down of Jericho. Um, was great. Was great. Was great. It was phenomenal. And Jericho, of course, when he's a little influence, which I thought was kind of cool because Jericho does call himself the influencer. So I don't know. I don't take Chris Jericho seriously anymore after he got beat by some fucking jobber. Let's go, jobber. You know, I just can't. I just can't. I can't take any of this serious. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say a jobber. I may have to work that motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> Gator, some of us have to work. 
refrigerators are moving, I still have to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. And that's why I love the fact that Jericho and JAS might as well stand for jobbers. Like, that was brilliant line. I'm sitting at home perfect. going. It was perfect. I was like, oh, shit. I'm sitting here going. I, and that's what I love about promos. I don't get to do that often anymore when I hear promos. But nowadays, whenever I can do a promo and I'm sitting there like, like those kids at school when they're, like you said, when a roast battle, someone's going, oh, snap. When I can do that, it, it's fun for me. So yeah, that's exactly what you want to do in a promo. Now. And I think it also ties into what we talked about last week. You know, with with like we said, Action and Dreddy being Jericho was goddamn ridiculous. But what are they gonna do with it? And it looks like so far they're doing they're something with it. It looks like they're trying to make something work. Well, so we'll, we'll see in the long term if this pays off. If not, then we know Jericho job to him for nothing. And because that's what happens, children. <laughs> sometimes you sometimes you think you have a good idea and then it goes to shit um but one thing i i will say this as soon as jericho invited ricky starks to join the uh jericho appreciation society and i and this is just this is the thing the thing that i pictured i picture this being brought up on corny's podcast and brian last just cr- yelling and screaming like a teenage girl over this shit. Like, yeah. I can see yeah. him just ripping out hair and losing his mind because he genuinely hates Jericho and AEW. Yes, and who cares? I do. I just find that entertaining. Like, all I'm thinking is, oh, Brian Lass is going to have a field day with this. When the- He's going to have a field day with this, but, but this was good. Speaking of not so good, we're going to skip the next shit. Yes, uh, we are. The, the, the first official match of the evening will not be recognized by the Booch Cats as it contains cancer cells that are slowly killing the company and the business overall so yes we're f- yes and it does not and it does not uh mesh with the booch cast gator ricky ross or our affiliates yes it only messes with one person but he don't work here no more so yeah he don't work here no more so fuck that asshole <laughs> so we're Go gonna play your guitar somewhere else <laughs> okay 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 what what i'm sorry Wait. i'm a heel i have to stick a dagger in the heart okay gator what have i what? said podcast there's no there's none of that on we don't do the heel baby face not on a podcast can we please move on by the way fuck you texas This is awesome. No, it isn't. Okay. That's why the Cowboys lost the other week. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> to the fucking Jaguars, side note. <laughs> By the way, if you want to hear more about that, check out the Lance Goodman uh, football interview that dropped uh, yesterday at the time you're listening to this. Yes, yes, as Lance and I both get hated. Yes. So anyway, um, we cut to, after we skip the bullshit, we got an exclusive footage from last week. MJF calls Brian Danielson a gutless coward and a nobody. He says he yeah. beat Ricky Starts clean and Danielson stuck his nose in his business. MJF calls Danielson a scumbag and says everyone wants to eat off his plate. MJF says Danielson will eat less than he desires and more than he deserves. Because be, because he can. <laughs> it, that was just weird wording. Yeah, I thought I, I don't, don't know. know I don't I don't know how you would you would word that that way. I I still don't get it. <laughs> I'm trying. It's like uh, MJF confused us all on that one like he's dude, gonna eat a little less out of my garden because i'm a vegan yeah uh it's that no that you was... know i'm a vegan i am the warrior of the planet yes wrong gimmick <laughs> i am the warrior oh wait wrong wrong era so anyway um uh but anyway we got mjf confused the shit out of all of us 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we move on to an interview. Not every hey, not everyone's gonna be not everyone's gonna be hundred percent. Nope, not everybody. Um, so we cut to an interview with Action Andretti, who discusses his win over Jer- Chris Jericho and says the fans' support feels amazing. Then Angelo Parker and Matt Menard show up and compliment Andretti. They say he's on fire given his hot streak. Jericho sings up behind him and blasts him with a fireball because he's a wizard. Okay, that was a decent fireball because he's a wizard. Yes. I, that's, that's about all I got on that. <laughs> Well, he didn't say wizard, but I was waiting for it. Like, dude, you if you're going to throw the fireball, say say the line. Like, It's like Gator always says, do the gimmick, you know? Do the gimmick. I, I th- wanted him to. I wanted him to say it. Yes. You know, you throw a fireball in your face because you're a wizard. Because you're a wizard. You know? Do the gimmick. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of gimmicks, um, this is the only thing I'm going to mention from the first official match. Um, uh, Brand- 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 Brandon, Cut- Brandon Cutler can burn ice in hell. I'm going to say about yeah, that. Yeah, he stole your gimmick. I know. I'm not gonna I'm not giving him enough airtime. I was gonna say burn ice in hell, you fucking bastard. So anyway, um <laughs> come on, buddy. I'm fine. Are you? Hey. <laughs> At least I got hey, at least I got to hang out with Santa. And you know what? Santa is Santa is a mat that sells better than Brandon Cutler ever could. So Mr. on that really, note, you know Oh my god, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, I, Mr. Budgie really knows Santa. He knows him. I know him. Oh, my God. So, anyway, we cut to an in-ring segment with Brian Danielson. Oh, Dan- God. Danielson is asked about the Blackpool Combat Club, and hope we're hoping he can make some sense out of this shit. He says he can't expect the group to forgive William Regal. He then recalls how he had his first match near this arena, much to the San Antonio crowd's delight. He notes that he was trained by Shawn Michaels, but Regal made him the man and the wrestler he is today. Danielson discussed the impact Regal has had on his career and on the industry as well. He noted that he loved having Regal in AEW. Danielson then said there are consequences to your actions and that certainly applies to MJF. He calls out MJF but Ethan Page comes out instead. Page says that he should be next in line for a title shot. Stokely Hathaway says Danielson should go shopping at Trader Joe's. Danielson says he's distracted by the light reflecting off Hathaway's head. Page threatens to turn Danielson into a vegetable and Danielson challenges him to a match. Page Page backs down and agrees to face Danielson next week. Because wrestling. <laughs> I don't understand this. I, I I didn't understand it when I was watching it. It this was first off, I hate each Ethan Page with a with a vengeance. You know this. Yes. Well um you, I hate well, him because he shits upon my business. Well I have to correct something, Gator. I have to correct something there. Technically you don't hate Ethan Page. You hate Ethan Page played by Julian. Call him by his Christian name. Fuck both of them. That's the that's the problem. Okay, never in the business have I ever heard a man say, "Yeah, my name's Gator Ricky Ross, and I'm paid and I'm played by Richard Glover." No, 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 brother. What's your gimmick? Oh, I work a redneck gimmick. Oh, what's your gimmick name? Gator Ricky Ross. That's what you say. Yes, that is exactly what you no, say. No, no, Mister Budrelli. No, you ever heard anybody say that in the business? You've no. been around the business. You ever heard anybody say that? No. And here's the thing: I've never heard anyone. say 
say that, and that's why I didn't know until until I heard from you that that's an unacceptable way to answer that question. You don't answer that question. Like that's not the What's way to phrase it. Nobody's gonna ask you what your character is. Uh, and if they do, if they do, then they've been they've been around Russo because oh, yeah. Russo used to do that shit. Well, yeah. Okay? Most guys are gonna say, "What's your gimmick, kid?" Okay. Yeah. I mean, unless it's like a teacher. Well, I mean, I mean, I know you teach in a school. You don't use the word character sometimes. Nope. 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 I use characterization. Oh, so, but you never you never talk about like character development or, or you always say gimmick. yeah, that's character development. I don't use the word. You have to play a character. Okay. You have to work the gimmick. Yes. Always work the gimmick children you can work the gimmick anytime you know you're out there on a date you're trying to get the girl work the gimmick go stand next to some rich dude's car it worked (laughs) work the gimmick kid work the gimmick yes absolutely and uh but yeah i will say this um i gotta give brian danielson some props on one thing he he had a coherent um a coherent promo that we kind of understood. Well, th- that but also he even though it was not a great promo, it did it something that no one that that no other promo in this particular storyline has been able to do since Full Gear, and that is put some type of context behind William Regal and the Combat Club because no one's been able to logically explain this shit. The booking couldn't explain it. Moxley couldn't explain it. Uh, Claudio, well, he can't explain shit. Uh, Wheeler useless. He doesn't barely ever talks, and when he does, God help me, uh, help us all. And that's it. So please, Brian Danielson, put something in there that makes sense. Okay, they're not gonna forgive William Regal, so I'm not gonna try to get them to do it. But here's how I feel about the man. And there you go. I mean, it, it worked for what it was. I'm yeah. just not. This is not. I'm not. He I'm took, not feeling it. I know. I'm not. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not. I mean, look. There's no passion in it, but at least we can at least agree he he took the chicken shit and made chicken salad out of it. We can at least say yes, that. It still tasted like chicken shit, but it looked like chicken salad. Exactly. And I will say my only favorite part about this was Stokely Hathaway because he used one of my favorite phrases. He went, "You raggedy bitch." I like. Okay. That was worth the whole thing. Stokely does not. Stokely does not get enough credit. I like Stokely as a manager. He just has he just has really shitty clients. Yes, but I just love the raggedy bitch line because Cat uh, Williams fans, you've heard it usually from there because he's used raggedy bitch. But I love raggedy bitch. I love that. That's one of my favorite. You raggedy bitch. Yeah, like it's like one of my favorite like variations of a cuss word. My other one is incompetent fuckstick is one of my other favorites. But um, wait a minute, Mister Butcherelli, no, you big motherfucker. Well, no, not not. I'm not talking about anybody in this problem. I'm just saying it's one of my favorites. It's that and raggedy bitch. So as soon as he said raggedy. Bitch, Bitch, I, I, I was, it, but we're gonna get we're gonna get to my favorite cuss word here in a little we're, bit. Yeah, we're gonna get to that in a moment. But so yeah, they so next week we got Ethan Page versus Brian Danielson, whatever. So, and it's gonna be good because Brian Danielson's gonna carry this motherfucker. Yes. So then we cut to the backstage area and we have John Moxley who says he won't miss the three hundred thousand dollar trios battle royal on Dynamite or uh, Rampage. He says Hangman Page knows where he'll be and he wonders where they'll settle this when they'll settle this in the 
ring. Moxley questions what Paige thought was going to happen. It's not his fault. Hangman has a glass jaw. He then vows to teach his opponent, Darius Martin, a lesson tonight. Um, okay. I'm not going to watch Rampage, but okay. Yeah, this is another, like, what the fuck moment, but I will say I liked Moxley's promo here, because... I don't know what the hell a We Three Kings Battle Royal is, but anyway. It's, I think it's a, I think it's a Battle Royal with Trio's teams, and... Yeah, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Last team standing, or last motherfucker in the ring, or... I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Grand. What are you going to do? I'm going to buy Trent's mama house. Yeah, and then, like, does this lead to you guys facing the winner of the of yeah. this best of and seven this shit? just seems like, I mean, if you're going to do a $300,000 battle royal, and I get I get they're trying to tie it all together with Christmas, and I just, it just don't make no, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, Vinny, I'm not a booker in this company. <laughs> And no, none of this makes any my sense. Head, but at least, but I like the fact that Moxie's talking about when they're going to settle this in the ring. And I'm going to make a bold statement right now, and I think they're, I think they're capable of pulling this off. I say when Moxley and the Hangman finally square off, it needs to be a revolution. And I think with with the whole Hangman having a concussion thing, and the fact that AEW has this system where they don't need to have people on TV every week to build a match because there's no such thing as a build up to pay per views in AEW. They basically just they basically just do interchangeable shit and then about a couple weeks before that's when it starts to kick in you know what we actually have a pay-per-view coming up and that's when they just announce all the matches randomly and well, throw in random go, shit oh fuck yeah it's like we haven't like, built up anything they're like they're like the kid that puts off the project and then realize this is due tomorrow fuck oh my god I have to do everything I have nothing where's my Adderall so anyway um mommy daddy help mommy daddy help <laughs> I need to glue the planets. So anyway, so at least Moxley cut a really good promo here, even though he's involved in a battle royal that makes no fucking sense. But again, Moxley, I'm enjoying his promos. And I like the fact that he's justifying like, hey, what the hell did you think was going to happen when you got in the ring with me? What did you think I was going to do with that clothesline? Comb your hair? I liked that. You know, it's like, hey, this is wrestling. It ain't ballet. Let's fucking, what did you think I was going to do? So I like that. I love that. It's showing the badass attitude that he has. So, after we get through this, we cut to the king of television, as he's now being called, uh, Samoa Joe. Joe, who previews his match with Wardlow for next week, and says he wishes him, like, a happy holiday season, but says he will not have a happy new year. Wrestling. This was, here's the thing. Samoa Joe has never been known to be a great promo. <laughs> Correct me when I'm wrong. No, he he has not been known to be a great promo, but he does he has done okay. Like he's not he's not horrible. He's not he's not terrible. We've we've seen terrible. That's not terrible. We well, this is this is true. But yeah, overall, yeah. they're having a match next week. Samoa Joe did a random Christmas promo, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know why. Christmas. Yes. So then we cut to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. We got Hook versus Exodus Prime. This was a squash match. Yes, very much so. This was a squash match. Hey. All just to set up for the afterbirth that comes in a minute where I'm going to talk about proper ways to take a bump. Yes. So basically, Hook locks in the red rum, taps out. It's a short day at the office. Then all of a sudden, we see a video screen with uh, Lee Moriarty and W. Morrissey, big cast, who attack Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Not, no, 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 no. That's Big Bill, brother. That's Big Bill. 
Bale. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, That's Big Bale. Yeah. So then he they attack Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and they're trying to send a message to Hook, and basically they choke slam him into a dumpster and then throw trash on top of him. Okay, how do I how do I explain this? Jungle Boy took that bump perfectly. Did you notice? Yes. There's a certain way to take a bump like that, okay? Flat as you can get, tuck your chin, keep your head from hitting whatever's gonna hit. It was it was perfect. I mean, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm just pointing that out because I'm pointing I'm trying just to point out a good bump. I mean it was definitely a good bump. It was a good bump. That that's yeah. <laughs> Definitely set up. I can't tell. And, and here's the good part: if there were any crash pads in there, you couldn't tell. Which I thought I was don't even think better. there was. I don't think there was. There probably wasn't. I mean, I know they've done them in the past in AEW in certain spots. They've had a little bit of yeah, padding I somewhere. I don't think there was any any crash pads there, brother. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that in a garbage in, in a dump in a, in a garbage can or a dump truck like that, um, you could you could line the bottom with something and then put trash around it so it's not visible like there's a way to make that work this is this is very true this is this is very true i didn't think about it that way but but i don't think there was i, I really don't think there was any yeah absolutely and um but yeah so on that note we move on to the next match of the evening we got john moxley with claudio castanoli versus darius martin with dante martin what was this supposed to be other than to get Moxley over? Um, I think that's what it was, but... I mean, it did what it needed to do. Yeah, I like the fact that it, there were not a lot... There weren't too many stupid dives in this match. I like the fact that Moxley tried to limit that as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah... <sighs> This was this this was something. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. And I know a lot of people complain about Moxley going out to the floor too much, and I can agree with that. But if I have a choice really went out that much so here yeah but but i'll say this if i have a choice between moxley going out to the floor and seeing stupid dives and tricks that make no sense i'll take the floor every I'd time i'd rather have moxley go out to the floor every time i will pick it every goddamn time blood and all just to avoid that stupid that stupid shit and the fact that darius did it maybe once or twice helps because if any other match they probably would have done it all the goddamn time now what i would you know obviously what i would like to see is um you know obviously Moxley and the Hangman go at it at Revolution, but like I said, as far as this particular match goes, I thought it went I thought it went good. I thought it was good. Was it was it stellar? No, but I think it did the job. Very true. Very true. And then next we have a vignette with Powerhouse Hobbs, who recalls how his first memory was seeing his uncle overdose. He says he'd been beaten, robbed, and stabbed, and that it's time for him to spill everyone else's blood. Okay. <sighs> What are we going for with this gimmick? Have you figured it out yet? No, I don't. I really Me don't either. know. I don't know if we're going with Street Fighter or if we're going with Damaged Guy who became a Street Fighter or if we're going with Black Dude from the Hood. What are we going with here? Hey, they have not specified that. They have not made that clear. No one knows what the fuck he's planning on doing. We don't, we ain't got a shitting clue. What's going on here? I, I no one's been able to give me any sort of logical answer to that question. I, I don't know if we're ever. It's something that I'm not sure we're ever gonna figure out. Yeah, I, I just I don't I don't get it. I, I don't I don't get it. I really don't. I don't know what they're doing either. Maybe in time we'll find out. How do I say this in the way I'm trying to say this? Um, 
hold on, I'm working to attempt to properly say, you have to, de- okay, so in in wrestling, you have to properly define the existence of this person with the gimmick they're given. And this has not happened at all. Agreed? N- agreed. Very much so. Uh, did I did I explain that in a proper way? You did. Made sense. That was that was all I had on that one. Hello? No, I'm listening. But I, I said everything I needed to say? Yes. Um. Yeah, unless there's anything else you were going to say. You you asked me a question, I answered it, I thought you were going to elaborate. No, that was all I was going to say was was you have to define your, you have to define certain characteristics in order to build a gimmick, and that hasn't happened here. I agree. Hopefully, eventually they'll build it up, but on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got some tag team action. FTR versus the Guns. I wanted to be excited for this. I love FTR. That being said, this was a good match. We knew it was going to be a good match. That being said, also, they carried the gun. That being said, on top of that, the guns got over. It was good till the finish. The finish was fucked. Why? What? Seriously. Again, I said this before and I'll say it again. What more proof do people need, Desmond, that these that FTR is getting mm-hmm. fucked? How much more proof, Gator? Are we? Are, I mean, is the evidence still not clear that they're getting fucked? <laughs> I mean... Uh, I mean, wrestling. I'm just saying, do we need a Pulp Fiction moment where FTR has ball gags in their mouth and they're taking it up the ass on the Bucks for people to see they're getting fucked? Because I don't think off, we do. Not taking it. There, there needs to be no ass fucking. I know. I'm just saying, I don't know what else we can do to show people or prove to people that FTR in this company is getting fucked. Oh, they're getting they're getting fucked out in the ass with no reach around. But there are still people out there that think, oh, that's FTR is not getting fucked. God, how do you not see it? It happened. It's happened forever. And now, and all they got left is the IWGP tag team titles, which are going to be worthless till they go to Wrestle Kingdom. And they got the AAA belts, which are worthless, period. Like, they literally are sitting around with toys. And they're getting ready to drop the, And they're getting ready to drop those. So, And I hope after they drop those, I'm going to make the bold statement right now. I hope Triple H takes them back. I, I think that's going to happen. They need to leave because it's obvious they're not gonna they're not gonna be treated with the respect they deserve in this company and they're seeing through the bullshit so I want them to lose their titles just so they can leave and then please just just let them go give it a mercy killing of their AEW career and I'm sure they have to sit at home for a few months or whatever but it would be worth it to get them out of this company where they are clearly not wanted and not respected for the simple fact that they respect the business. And this company is being run by people who don't. Let me know when I start telling lies. No, you no, I think you nailed it. And here's the fucked up part. I don't even hate the ass boys. They're not a bad tag team. But they didn't deserve this win. And on that note, we cut to oh god, fuck my face. We got Sanjay Dutt <laughs> Rapping on the acclaimed and previewing the match against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett on Rampage. Wrestling. Why? What the, what the hell was this? What, why? 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 Why was this a thing? The acclaimed. What, why? I think because the acclaimed does rapping, so Sanjay thought we'll rap against them. It's kind of like when people try to rap against John Cena. And uh, yes, but they actually have to have talent. But here's the funny thing: in WWE, it's usually those guys didn't didn't the people who rapped against Cena usually didn't know how to rap either. Well, this is 
Yeah. Like unless they throw out a couple of clever lines, maybe that's it. Yeah, like 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 your mother's a hoe. Like or like Kurt Angle doing the whole, you know, I'm moving on up like the Jeffersons, or when he said, you know, he said there's this guy I know who talks a lot of smack. He's actually whiter than me, but he thinks he's black. You know, those kind of lines. Okay, that, okay, that was pretty good. Yeah. But Kurt wasn't really rapping them. He was taught he was he was just saying them like it was some kind of speakeasy poetry thing. But either way, it was it was great it was a great moment. But other than that, usually the people that rapped against Cena weren't very good. They just threw in a couple clever lines, and because they were baby faces, they got the pop. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we, we sat through that abortion, and then we cut to the moment Gator's been waiting for. We have an in-ring segment with Rick Ross, Keith Lee, and Swerve Strickland, where Rick Ross is going to mediate the conversation between Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and all the problems they've been having as a tag team. He's a big motherfucker. Yes, because Rick Ross brings out Keith Lee and calls him a big motherfucker. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that did not get censored, by the way. He says they're going to make history tonight. Swarzenegger shows up and says he's not waiting for anybody. Time he's- out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Not only does he say they're going to make history tonight. He says it 64 motherfucking times. Yes. He says over he- and over and over again. Yeah. The young legend. We're going to make history tonight. Yeah. The young legend has spoken. Yes. The mogul. He was talking. He was talking like your one friend who hits the weed and then he realizes that he's a philosophical motherfucker. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Now, he says he's going to do things his way. Swerve does. Swerve says Swerve he and Lee it. should own everything, but he can't deal with the accusations that Lee is throwing his way. Strickland tells Lee that he can't keep his eye on the titles or his health. He tells Lee to keep his eyes in the back of his head. Next we have Parker Bordeaux wearing the same mogul affiliate shirt as Strickland attacks Lee from behind. Lee overpowers him, starts walking towards Swerve. Another big man attacks Lee and they gang up on Lee and then Swerve That Tom McDonald, he's the rapper. No, wait, wait. That was Tom McDonald? Yeah. As in the independent rapper who raps about the controversial Shit. Yes, yes. The guy who did the the guy who did the the rat battle on the the guy that cut the the rat song about the snowflakes. Yes, that's Tom McDonald. Oh my god! Because I remember him. He was like, you know, he would say things like, you know, you call me homophobic because I don't want to date guys. Yes, that was that rat. Oh my god! That was him. Oh my god! That, that now I've seen everything. Um, next, Swerve gets a cinder block. They put it on his chest, and he does the coup de gras onto the onto the cinder block onto Lee's chest as the mogul affiliates stand tall alongside Swerve. Yeah, after they done took down a big motherfucker. And Rick Ross basically just yelling, yo, we can't have no accusations. And I'm like, yeah, we can't have no accusations because we're making history. I- I'm sorry, uh, Rick, 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 um, question, question. Yes, 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 yes. Weren't you supposed to be the mediator? Uh, he wasn't. That, <laughs> the, the whole point of that, of mediating is Swerve is supposed to talk, Keith is supposed to talk, Did you see when he fucked up on the hard cam and Tony Schiavone had to turn him around? (laughs) Oh, my God. See? See? This is what, this, this, to be on the left hand side. I, I'm gonna say this to every, just in case there's any indie wrestlers that are still on the independent scene, and you're listening. Always work the hard cams, kid. Not just that. Always work the hard cam. Always play to the hard cam. Like literally, walk out before the show starts and before the fans come in. Just, just walk really through the curtain. Is. Just walk to the curtain. Go down the ramp. Go to the ring. And instead of doing, instead of practicing your uh, 720 flip with a half gainer, uh. 
Fucking go look around. Find out where that hard camera is and mark it with your brain. Just mark it with your brain. Just do that. Oh, it's over here. That way, when I do my 720 twist with a half gainer, that camera will fucking capture it. Okay? Just 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 a little just 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 a little piece. Just a little wisdom. Just a little wisdom. Really say it with me. Say it with your uncle Gator. You ready? Yeah, yes. Wrestling. Wrestling. Exactly. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is something that really needs to be taught. That's why I would say this to all the indie guys. If you're given a choice between going to WWE or AEW and you've never, ever, ever, ever wrestled on TV, never had a TV go match, to go to WWE. Go. No, go to AEW. No, no, WWE. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you exactly why. Well, they're going to teach you how to work TV. WWE but... is going to train you. AEW will give you a better opportunity, but WWE will give you better lessons. That way, when you inevitably leave the WWE, because, trust me, if you go to WWE first, Tony's still going to take you. He's not petty like that. Uh, He'll, t- he'll well, snap. Tony, you'll actually have a better chance of getting with Tony. Yes, but at least in WWE, you will be trained. So by the time you get to AEW, you'll know what the fuck you're doing, as opposed to a lot of the indie guys down there who don't who are about as lost as an illegal immigrant at a vote for Trump rally. They ain't got a shit and clue what they're doing over there. So I would say go to WWE, you'll learn something that will value your career in the long run. Wrestling. Wrestling. Or but if you but if you have worked TV before and you know TV very well, then go to AEW. If you're familiar, if you've been taught properly and you really gotta ask yourself that question, don't think because you went to the wrestling school right around the corner from the McDonald's that you were trained properly. Ask yourself that question. I noticed Gator's silent. He probably, is Is your wrestling school around the corner from McDonald's? Do what you need to do. Okay. I'm just saying, do, you know, I'm just saying, ask yourself the question, have I been trained properly? And if the answer is no, go to WWE. If the answer is yes, way, go to AW. Wait, what? And by the way, it's a fucking Wendy's. Oh, well, Wendy's is, Wendy's is good. Wendy's is delicious. Yeah, we're just around the corner from a Wendy's. Anyway, well, hey, Wendy's is great. I know plenty of wrestling schools that are around the corner from a Wendy's, and they train good people. Yeah. So Wendy's is good. Yeah, yes, but if it's around the corner from a McDonald's, don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go there. Yeah. See if they got a Wendy's first. Yo. Make sure there's a Wendy's. Wendy's is Wendy's is good. By the way, um, yeah. by the way, if anybody from Wendy's is listening, um, I am willing to talk sponsorship. Go to boochcast365 at gmail.com. I'm be- also willing to talk sponsorship. Go to Gator Ricky Ross at GatorRickyRoss.com. And I'll even eat that nasty-ass peppermint frosty. <laughs> I haven't gotten that yet, but I should. I have to find... I have a bunch... It's weird because I, exp- I have coupons for free frosties, but I can't find out where I hid the packet where I put the packet and I'm pissed because they're about it's to not, It's not good. It tastes like Pepto-Bismol Look. and those peppermint candies mixed together in a fucking ice cream. Well, I hope I can find that pack because I know they expire next Saturday. At the time you listen to this, they expire next Saturday. So anyway, um, uh, anyway, anyway, so after we get through these uh, shenanigans with uh, with Swerve and Rick Ross and, I don't know, get it, where do you see this thing going with Swerve and Keith? Into the toilet. Yeah, I say this will be another thing we can settle... Do you really want to know? Into the toilet. Yeah. I think this is going to be another thing that we settle at Revolution, and we're going to get to know Mogul Affiliates, and I don't think we'll be seeing Rick Ross on TV for a while. For a while. Oh, Rick Rick, Rick Ross ain't going to be back on TV at all. Yeah. (laughs) They may have to... 
he's gonna pay a little fine <laughs> and we're and we're never gonna see him ever again. yes and if we do see him it's at pay-per-view <laughs> where he can say big motherfucker and yes 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 because because that's exactly what big ross is he's a big motherfucker yes yeah it's <laughs> somebody like, started selling those t-shirts oh yeah it's like chris rock once said uh dr dre has beats rick ross has diabetes so anyway um yeah. on that note yeah, yeah, but wow <laughs> So on that note, wow. we move on. Somebody to... needs to sell those t-shirts, those big motherfuckers. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So anyway, we move on now to the main event of the evening for the AEW Women's World Championship. Jamie Hayter with Rebel and Britt Baker defends the title against Hikaru Shida. I got nothing. So what now? I, hold on. Here's the problem with this, okay? <clears throat> this is the main event. This is supposed to be a big money match, right? Right? Yes. Okay. My feelings for women's wrestling aside, this did not feel like a big main event to me. Okay. This did not feel like a big main event. They did. They did nothing besides bring up the fact that this chick, that this cheated chick, Tokyo, Tokyo Rose, Tokyo Rose, as my grandmother kept calling her, <laughs> Tokyo Rose, Tokyo Rose was a champion at one point or another. Okay, cool. But they haven't brought her on TV enough to build anything. There's no story to this. There's no big promos to this. It's just, hey, we're gonna do this. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, there was a build up, but it wasn't like major front and center of great it importance. Stark, it wasn't like Stark and MJF where we had promos that were so great that even though it was a shit buildup and it wasn't long enough, yeah, we're, we've got things we can go back and look on and go, that's the moment Ricky Stark became a man. Yeah, I mean, they were great. I mean, yeah, it was great. There were great moments. Uh, I will say the match was, was great. I thought the match was the main... Bad. The match was not bad. It had psychology. There was things going on that needed to go on, but it did not need to be in the main event spot of a show. Well, I would gladly it take it. Didn't need it. It didn't need. It didn't need it. Well, now that being said, the only other thing that could have main evented this show is the abomination. Would have been the match to come on first, and nobody wanted to see that shit. No, nobody wants to see that shit except for dumbass marks who still buy into well, their bullshit and still drinking yeah. the Kool Aid and smoking the hopium. Mister Mister Bridgerelli. We we understand you don't like Texas. Calm down. Um, <laughs> well, well, Dallas, God, I'm okay. God, I'm okay. I'm okay God with Dallas. Texas Gator fucks Texas. Yes. Well, Dallas, I'm okay with. Uh, San Antonio, don't. Yeah, man. Dallas can go fuck themselves too. Okay. They can all go fuck themselves. I hope. I hope. I hope Kevin Von Erich dies of testicular cancer. It, whoa, anyway. bro! Why are we hitting on the last of the Von Erichs? Why? Yeah. Because they're from, because they're from Texas. Okay, so is Stone Cold Steve I Austin. I don't know. I didn't have anybody to. I didn't have anybody to fuck on there. So okay, there's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's from Texas. Uh, Sean. Time out. Time out. I hope the Undertaker catches crotch rock. There's that. Uh, Sean Michaels, who they name dropped earlier. I know you're not a fan of him. Well, he he can die too. But what I'm trying to say is, just fuck Texas. Okay, but either way, I, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you something, Mr. Bidrelli. Okay, some people are gonna tell me Gator. Don't say bad things about Texas. Can I say people from Texas are dumb? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Can I say their hats from Texas are dumb? Can I say wrestlers from Texas are dumb? <laughs> wow. I, I went back into the... Wow. This, I went into the schoolyard bullshit for that. He took the name of Texas in vain. And now... And now Can you're I say about squirrels to, from Texas are dumb? And now he's about to get attacked by a squirrel in an astronaut suit. So here we go. 
I thought it was a scuba suit. I, I, no, it was. It was. It, it looked like it looked like an astronaut suit to me. I don't know. The boat we go. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wrestling. Yeah. Gator has put himself in a very sandy situation. And <laughs> Mr. Budrelli, shut up! I was just trying to squirrel everything together. Fuck. You can tell I was embarrassed. Look at the cheeks. So anyway, um. After this, uh, Hater and Baker, after the match, attack Sheeta. Because it wasn't enough just to have, like, hey, a great match. Every match needs the afterbirth. So... Yes, we have to have afterbirth. We have to have bullshit. Yes. Then, Tony Storm comes and makes the save. But then eventually... And then the numbers game overwhelms her. Then Soraya comes to the ring, takes everybody out, and the three women stand tall to close out the show. Yeah. I just like her music. Yeah. And, of course, here's... But here's the thing... I found interesting is as we know if um I think in January I think it's the 11th if I'm not mistaken um Soraya is supposed to face Brit and I can't remember if it's Jamie or Rebel as a partner in a tag match Brit she, as a par- as partner and then they, she needs a and Soraya picks me. a partner of her choosing yeah she needs a partner which is probably going to be Tony Storm. that's what I'm saying could it be Tony Storm or if she's not medically cleared yet assuming this is a I, I, I'm assuming this nose thing is a case Fabe thing, but we I don't with AEW, it's hard to fucking tell because people get injured left and right in this company. Um, but uh maybe Hikaru Shida could be the partner. Like that I'm thinking I those could know. be I, I can't get into that Shida chick. I mean she's just I can't get into her. I, I just know she's one of the few female Japanese wrestlers and it's a very short list of female Japanese wrestlers that I actually get behind because she knows how to work and she can speak it a goddamn English. Speak it English! Which already puts you light years ahead of the Japanese gibberish I deal with with every other fucking person that goes out there. And speak she, it English! Yeah, and she actually knows how to work. She don't do that strong style bullshit. I mean, speak so, it English. sometimes she over, sometimes she can overdo the weapons, but uh, sometimes you can put that to the side once she actually locks up. So, I'd say my only flaw with Sheeta is she can rely on weapons a little too much. Uh, specifically a Singapore cane. Yes. <laughs> Alright, well, that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude. Unless, Gator, you have any final thoughts? Say it with me, Mr. Budrelli. Wrestling! <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this, this week's uh, episode of AEW, uh, Gator, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too, because it'll be the last one we're going to do for a while. Yes, uh, ne- I'll, 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 I'll spill the beans right now. Next week's recap of AEW Dynamite is going to be the last AEW recap we do until Revolution. So Thank you, Jesus. So we're going to take a few months off from that. Um, with NXT, we're going to go all the way up to Vengeance Day, because we were originally going to wrap NXT up at the end of the year, but then they added New Year's Evil and they added Vengeance Day. So we're going to go up to February and then take a break till April. So NXT will come back in April. AEW will be back in March. But we're still going to have classic episodes coming out. And obviously with Lance Goodman, we're going to finish up with him till the end of the football season until we get to the Super Bowl. And then Lance will take a break. But uh, we'll still have some yeah, classic episodes. I'll, I'll be back, children. Yes. It's not like I'm going on a long vacation. I didn't say anything inappropriate. Yes. This isn't, this isn't a vacation. This is a we're burned out, need a fucking break vacation. So uh, we are very burned out. Yes. So so next week 
will be the la- will be the last one for AW, and then we have some classic episodes that'll be coming out in the coming weeks. And then of course we'll throw some new shit in here and there where we need to. But as far as like on a weekly basis, we're kind of taking a break uh, until our designated returns. Like <laughs> AW will return. It'll be okay if anybody does anything stupid. Vinny and I shall return. Yes. Um. So like I said, AW will be off till March fifth, and NXT. And then NXT will be taking a vacation in February and will return in April for Stand and Deliver. Yeah. So, yes. so on that note, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you guys also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. If you haven't already, make sure you check out uh, the episode three of Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the 90s, TV for Teens episode. It's currently available on the YouTube channel. Also, make sure you tune in every Thursday to the YouTube channel because we have episodes of Dark Side of the 90s already scheduled from now till February 9th. So make sure you check all those out. And of course, Zach and I... Yes. If you haven't heard that episode already, make sure you get ready to check that out around Christmas time for the holiday season. Yeah, that <laughs> y'all gonna have to explain to me why the fuck y'all found that entertaining. I'm gonna need some answers at some point, but whatever. Anyway, um side note, side note, side note, I bring the ratings. <laughs> Yeah, I'm seeing the numbers for this thing, and I'm just like, all right, <laughs> this is what people like. I'll Which never... mean, guess what? What? Guess what? What's the next holiday after New Year's Eve? No. No. The Gator Ricky Ross Valentine's Day Fuckfest. Oh, okay, okay. That one, that one, that one. Okay. What? And then we're going to have the Gator Ricky Ross three days of Easter spectacular. Oh, boy. Yes, yes, yes. Because just like Jesus, I will have risen from my grave. Yeah. Yep. He's going to crucify the show on Friday, kill it on a Saturday, and bring it back on a Sunday. So, anyway... The, probably the most offensive show we've had, if that's even possible. But anyway, uh, like I was saying before, um, you guys can... I wouldn't do that, okay? I wouldn't do that. We're just going to kill the Easter bug. Anyway. Oh, that works. So, uh, long year rodent stealing Easter away from Jesus. So anyway, we're going to move on now. And uh, as I mentioned before, go to the YouTube channel. Check out all the YouTube content. And of course, be on the lookout as Zach and I, during our time off, will be recording the remaining episodes of Dark Side of the 90s and getting those out to you guys as well. And also, so make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. And our next watch party will be Saturday, January the 28th for the WWE Royal Rumble. This is the first stop on the road to WrestleMania. We'll be checking out the women's and men's Royal Rumble matches to find out who will be main eventing nights one and two of WrestleMania 39. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast battle and another special treat uh, in the works for you guys and of course you can support the Boochcast and if you've already heard the Gatorland Spectacular you know I would desperately need you to support the Boochcast 
Go to anchor. <laughs> go to anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. Yes. So we got the first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have the second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We get better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99, $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold the Peacock, you got to put that $9.99. So today at $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than Network. And unlike All Eat Wrestling, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into our show in some capacity. Yes, I will actually get us John Cena's dad. Yes. We use that to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests like John Cena Sr. because we didn't have time, apparently. Uh, pay our bills and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host, not Gator, and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done, instead of Zach, we're going to have to use that money to give me some ramen noodles. So Zach will have to continue fucking the mattress Mitch to get his pleasure. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! And I'm the Gator and I'll see you later. Wrestling! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. I'll approach and goodbye till when we meet again.